This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the 22-23 season of the Boundary Park Alert System. 10 games in, they always say, judge things after 10 games, don't they? But, well, new manager, new owner, all kinds of stuff to talk about. It's going to be a lively one today, I think, after the uh, the point at Maidenhead yesterday. Uh, Twitter is is fizzing with uh, with stuff. Uh, and to talk about it this week, I've got the usual... Uh, Andy Halliwell. Uh, actually, you've been missing last couple of you know, recently, haven't you? You weren't here last week, but you're back. Welcome yeah, back, well, Andy. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, nice to be back. Good. Uh, Dave Bradley, uh, I suppose, welcome to you as well, Dave. Hello. <laughs> and if we, well, tell us about, about tell us a bit about the uh, the fan guest this week, Andy. The fan guest. Um, first game was that Scarborough game. <laughs> But he was uh, he was only six. Favourite Latics player was Neil Adams because of his goal against United. And later on, uh, he was a big Lee Duxby fan. Favourite memory, the Liverpool 3-2 FA Cup win in 2012-13. Because he, he said he was too young to fully appreciate the glory times. And we've been crap for so long that you appreciate any decent day more when, when they come along. A surprising fact about himself. Um, well... A little knowledge is a dangerous thing comment. <laughs> uh, somebody replied to that, which I won't repeat, and that was today's fan guest, who is Ryan Hamer. Morning, Ryan. Morning. Morning, lads. How are you, Ryan? Uh, I'm all right. After yesterday. Could be worse, could be better, I suppose. I'm, I'm surviving. Just before we just before we started recording, you, you uh, made the... Admission that you were uh, you did Maidenhead sober yesterday, which uh, which made it like sort of like 4K and real and all the more difficult to stomach. That's 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 the that's the trade in it for uh, for being sober. Unfortunately, how, how was it from from your point of view yesterday? Well, it's given me a worse hangover than I would have had if I'd have been bladdered. To be honest with you, so <laughs> it was it wasn't very good. Um, Andy was there. It was, he'll tell you it wasn't very good at all. Um, yeah, yeah, not very good. Andy, do you want yeah, to just tell us was, that it wasn't I mean, very I, good? Yeah, well? I, I briefly saw Ryan um, as I was ferrying one of my kids around. I managed to convince yesterday my wife to come with me with both her children, which was uh, <laughs> 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 quite a. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure she's going to be rushing back. Let's put it that way. Although she did, um, she did a quite a nice, nice day out with it with a few of my mates. So at least she uh, could see the the nicer side of it. But it was it was a dire game of football. There was no no spectacle in it at all. Ryan's absolutely right. It wasn't wasn't very good. But I'm just again, I just repeat, I'm just chilled about it. It is what it is. Um, part of the reason we invited Ryan on was um, it was a few weeks back now. But Ryan was <laughs> he's grinning at me. Was was one of those who was sort of tackling me a bit on my attitude, my relaxed attitude to being rubbish and near the bottom of the national league. Because <laughs> Ryan's view, maybe we can come to that in a bit, was was that maybe we should be more worried. And I was saying, just chill out, it's fine. But if you if you look at what's happened in the last week, there's just more good things happening at the club. So things will change. You just got to just got to wait for it to happen. And if we just talk about the game a bit yesterday, um, 
Fondot ran his ran his nuts off and did everything he could. Um, I mean, he, it, it bounces off him a bit when it should stick to him, uh, and he lays it off in the wrong place when he shouldn't, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, he's a Division Five centre forward, and he's doing his best. And so I've got I couldn't you couldn't really knock him. And Lois Maynard, or was it Lewis Maynard? I don't know how you pronounce first name. He was right actually. Um, you know. It, you wouldn't you wouldn't be eulogising him about being this amazing, you know, strolling around centre half, spraying passes around, looking looking great. But he did organise that defence. He got he got a Stoke lad and he got uh, Carragher, you know, pair of them just, you know, d- doing the right thing. So d- doing doing a bit of running, doing the editing, and he organised it. And so he looked he looked good from that respect. He looked like a solid player at this level. So you you, you know if you get a few of these players back, and, and I think probably you could see a bit of the organisation from Unsworth's creeping into the side, so they looked a little bit more organised at the back, um, and and so you, you you know incremental changes as times progress. But like uh, Unsworth said it in his interview, if anyone's listened, the pitch hadn't been watered, and the ball moved around really slowly. I mean we we're, we're pedestrian when we pass it anyway, but. The ball just didn't zip across at the surface, and they were pinging long balls. And to be fair, so were we pinging long balls. We were in, we were in uh, fond up as well. So it just wasn't a very good spectacle. But it is what it is. Ryan, are you are you chilled about the whole situation? How are you, how are you feeling? Um, I won't go as far as to say I'm as chilled as Andy is. Um, for me, we need new players in, and we've tried to get. Um, not all in, which is a good sign. That's what we need. If we were, if I thought we were just sat around saying, okay, we're quite happy to keep this squad and plod on till the end of the season, I wouldn't be pleased. I would be a bit worried. But there clearly is a bit of a plan. We're trying to get some players in. We've already brought in Rooney. Okay, it was Bobbins yesterday, but still. Um, he, we're trying to get in not all. So we are trying to get players in. But I do think that if we are scrapping round at the bottom end of this division all season, there could be a there could be a bit of a rude awakening next season when season tickets are down, fans are well down, and people are going to ask themselves, why did that happen? Where have all the fans gone? And some of the fan reaction yesterday, whilst I think it's been overblown on Twitter a bit, to be honest with you, um, that it's all it's all part of the same thing that. There's going to be a group of people that are just not going to come again or not going to come for quite a while. So it means we can't have as much money through the door. You're going to get a couple of people, a few people that are just going to boo them off and have a go. And then you're going to get people who are just going to be a bit miffed. And it's all part of the same thing. We need we need to start winning games. It needs to happen. And otherwise, I can see next season being another struggle. I really can't. Nah, nah, so nah, listen, nah, nah. I, I was stood next to Dave because uh, obviously we've drawn two games this week, right? One all against um, uh, two two and one one uh, against Scunthorpe and Maidenhead. Dave, you you interviewed Dave Unsworth uh, after the game, and your voice was 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 very croaky. You had lost it because you'd been mm-hmm. screaming and shouting, kicking every ball, you know, getting yeah. really annoyed about everything. And and I'm stood next to you going, Dave, just just chill out, man. Just chill out. No. No. And, and and but f- what good is it doing you personally, and what good is it doing the team when because ev- David Underwood was in his post match interview yesterday said he wants his players to be brave, right? He wants them to try things, he wants them to to, to push themselves. 
But if they know that they're going to get booed and jeered and criticised for trying things when it go, and when it goes wrong, I think that that is counterproductive. I think that there's a lot of people within our fan base who, who, who are struggling to see the bigger picture, right? It's short-term thinking. They're more concerned about themselves. Well, I've travelled all this way, so I get to shout this. Cop onto yourself and fucking get some perspective. This club nearly went bust, right? <laughs> you, they've brought in a backroom staff. This is very long way of, of asking you a question, Dave, so please be patient. I'm going to rant here, but you'll get your chance in a second. <laughs> we brought in all these new players, uh, all these, these this brilliant new uh, coaching staff with great credentials who were only going to attract better players to the football club because the infrastructure of the football club is improved. If we'd have gone away now and, and if Kerry Sheridan had stayed in charge and we'd have gone and, and, and thrown thousands and thousands of pounds at players who came in who didn't have the right support structure, management structure in place, they wouldn't have succeeded. They would have been criticised for that, right? They're doing this the right way around, right? And fans who boo and travel all that way, don't travel, stay at home because you're not, you're not contributing anything. If you go that way and you start booing, Ryan, I can see your face here, you're supposed to be going all that way to support the team. Right, if you're going out the way just so you can boom at the end, why bother? Go and do something else. Go and feed the ducks in the park. <coughs> Play football yourself. I don't see the point of like at this stage, ten games into the season, when we've got new owners, everything's changed, and you're expecting us to be winning games and top of the league. Look at where we came from. Look at the shit show that they have had to take on, and have a bit of patience. None of the players. It's not the players' fault that we are where we are. And it's not the players' fault that they're playing at the level that they're playing at. Dave, go on, answer. Uh, right, have you stopped so yeah. I can speak some Crack sense? On. Because I'm sorry, but a fan who travels where, wherever it was, is entitled to give the, whatever opinion they want about whatever they want. If they're paying their good, hard-earned money into the club, don't get me wrong. I do agree with you that booing players isn't isn't the great, isn't great. It's not. But after years and years, that's this, not the point. No, hang on. Let me finish. I'll let you speak. All I'm saying is it is counterproductive. However, the fans have got are entitled to say what, whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, if the team's playing badly. What do we can't just be happy clappers going, oh never I'm mind. Not being uh, happy, I'm yes, not being an happy clapper. I didn't clap the performances off. I just left. I'm not, saying, that. I'm not saying you're I'm not, I'm talking right. general, I'm not saying you're a happy clapper, I'm saying brackets general. But this is the thing we've got boys and happy clappers. Matt, that's Matt, not the way it Matt, works. It's, it's poor. It's poor. I know it's, it's poor, poor football. I know it's poor. What did you expect, Dave? It was always going to be poor. You were the one at the beginning of the season, oh, we're going to get promoted. And I'm saying, no, Dave, we're not going to get promoted. It's going to be a really long, hard season. And now you're saying this is not good enough. It's not good enough. Right, I know it's not good enough, but what did you expect? What did everybody expect? Seriously. Right, right, that's with it. Ryan, what do you go to to football for to watch? What's the ultimate goal at the end of the game? What do you want? To win games. Right. Right, so, so go and support City. Games. So fans go and support City then. Go and support City. No, then. why should they? Fans no. who don't win games should be able to vocalise when they pay their own hard money. Right, about right. The performance. I agree. That's fine. I, I agree. I agree. But yeah, they right. also, not... but they're equally open to criticism for being stupid, short-sighted, and part well, of a problem. No, in my opinion. Football. That, that's fine. That's football, though, isn't it? Football. Yeah, it is, yeah. Opinions, and I'm using this podcast as an opportunity to, to criticise those people I'm in the same way that they're using the final League. whistle to criticise the players. Let, I'm on, not let, saying that people, right. we should be winning the Champions League. All I'm saying is that the passion and the performance levels haven't been good enough. That's you know, Scunthorpe was appalling when they when they scored that goal. They crumbled under pressure. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. When the fans see the players crumble, 
all the fans around them are going to start being negative. And, you know, after the, and I agree, the four years that we've just had have been absolutely abysmal and woeful. We've had Harry Kuehl, who couldn't, who couldn't, who couldn't defend, who couldn't manage a team to defend. We've had Keith Curl, who wanted to defend and then couldn't attack. We've had Abdallah, Moore, Barry Owen, all this stuff going on. We've got their off order and they're great and they're making the right decisions, they're building the infrastructure. But football is a naturally impatient game. It's not cricket, it's not golf, it's not rugby with all these stupid rules. All they want is to see a team score goals and score more goals than the other team. It's as simple as that. And I'm sorry, but these people to be called stupid, I think is wrong. I think. Well, it's, I, it's I'm quite... a fan, Dave. I want those yeah, no, things I'm as well. Yeah. Called stupid. I think he's. I, I don't think he's right. I think it's stupid. I think, I think it is stupid. Broad. I'm not saying they are view. stupid, I but I think it is. It is stupid to do it because it doesn't do any good. What good does it do? It gets a reaction. Does it? A well, negative reaction, do. probably. So certain fans, certain teams get reactions from it. Yeah, but the problem is, as you said, as Andy said, and you said, and I've said, the culture is broken at the club, and it's right. going to take time to repair. Right. However, and, and will it will it will it will it heal quicker through booing the players, or 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 will that slow that process down? I don't know. I want to have that. I want to have that conversation, Ryan. What do you think? Is booing the players off the pitch going to speed things up, or is it going to slow things down? Um, I've got quite a bit to say after that. I think. Um, right. <laughs> First, firstly, I think that. Um, we, as a fan base, everybody has, nobody supports Oldham Athletic only for just success. What the, everybody, this is what's being lost in the wash overall, that everybody on Twitter who's listening to this podcast, we all want the same thing and all of us do. And I think Dave's right. Calling people stupid, I think he's just going to antagonise quite a few people in the same way as I think it's wrong when people who were just clapping. People got filmed clapping a defeat as get rid of these out of the club. That's wrong. Everybody who comes watching Latics, we have all, you're all entitled to a view. Now, do I think that booing them off, I never booed them off yesterday. Do I think that that's wrong? Most of the time, 99% of the time, yeah, because most of the time I think it's due to a lack of ability rather than a lack of effort. I'll only boo a lack of effort and I've only booed it a few times. But you said, will booing ever get a reaction? I could give you an example. Salford away, we got we were 1-0 down and it was absolutely stinkingly bad. A flare got lobbed on the pitch. Um, uh, we're shit and we're sick of it. The players, bang, what did they do? They went up a level, we scored. We never lost them, we, we never lost them for the next three games. I would argue that our our it was, there was a distinct line in the sand where the fans went. Enough is enough. But right, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not trying to defend booing as a full as a full thing, even though I probably am. But um, everybody's entitled to a view. I just think it needs to be a bit constructive. And in like as a job, I work for. Uh, I work in a call centre. I've done it all. I've done it all my life. I'm a call centre manager. The only time ever I get, to, I ever speak to customers is if they're pissed off, right? And the amount of times I hear the phrase, "I know it's not your fault, but you're the one at the end of the phone, so you're the one that's going to get it." And I get that constantly. So if the and, and I mean I get that I get that four or five times a week. Right, and that's that's my job. I've got to deal with it. Unfortunately for those players, unfortunately for them, they are the ones at the end of the. They're the ones at the end of the phone, and that's the way I see it. And I'm 
And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not always saying that it's it's positive, but there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. You're going to have pe- you're going to have a bunch of people that are going to clap. You're going to have a bunch of people that are going to be relatively sensible, for want of a better phrase. And you're going to have a bunch of people that are going to want to kick off. And at the end of the day, we all need to see the part that we, we need to stop scrapping amongst ourselves and just realize we all want the same thing at the end of the day. So how, so how do we do that then? If we don't challenge the behaviors that we think are counterproductive, right? Because what you've just said there, right? Fair enough. The, the example, so for the fans to turn on the players and to shout, to boo and shout, we're shit and we're sick of it and all that kind of stuff. It has to come at the end of something. It has to be drastic. It has to be right. Okay. This is serious. And it got a response. Plus we were in the situation there where we had Abdallah in charge and everything was going sinking out of trace. Now everything's changed since then. And so to keep just booing and it also, it just loses its impact. It loses its effect to be doing it week after week after week. So you, the point you made, yeah, fair enough, valid, but it's, it's impact. It had an impact and it won't, if we keep doing it week after week, all it will do is think you've got like, and the players are looking, they're thinking we've got on one hand, we've got great support. And then on the other hand, we're getting this abuse off certain members of the, of, of the families. And what I'm trying to do is to say to people, I'm not calling everybody stupid, but what I'm saying is what that, the, the reaction isn't considered. It isn't thought through. It's not about the bigger picture. It's very selfish. It's like, I've traveled all this way and I expect more. Well, sorry for you, but you don't always get what you want. This is something that's bigger than you. Right. So grow up and look at the bigger picture. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, if at the end of next season, we're 18th in the national league, then there's a problem. Right. But, this 10 games into a new season on the new owners with brand new management structure, with everything changed, then booing is fucking stupid. And I will reiterate that. And if you're booing, have a word with yourself. That's what I will say. Say nothing, right? Or don't go or whatever. You are entitled to boo. It's a free country. But I'm entitled to say that what you're doing is counterproductive and it's not helping. And and I'll stand by that, right? Because I think that that is a reasonable position to take on it. I'd, I'd, and what your point, I don't think, uh, fair enough, that uh, we got a reaction against Salford. Doing it every single week is not going to happen. I, it's I, not I, going to happen I agree. I do agree. I do agree with that. And and I didn't, I wasn't one of them. That, there weren't many people booing yesterday. I've got to admit, Andy will tell you. There was a couple of murmurings, but there wasn't much. I just, to be honest with you, I'd lost patience. I'd have got up and walked out. I, yeah, that's I, I couldn't. It was, it's it, awful it, to it was, watch, and, and I don't enjoy it either. And I get pissed off it just as much as anybody else does. Well, it was the same as so when 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 me, you, and uh, when me, Matt, and Dave were um, at Bromley together, and, and we, you know, it was a turgid afternoon out. It was pretty much the same yesterday. You know, we, we I think, I think there was an in, we're incrementally better. We were better organised, certainly at the back, and looked a little bit stronger, um, and. And you could see some patterns of play that they tried to put in, but you know, in terms of those two sides, that one was just a little bit better than the other. So, and this is now down to the quality of the footballers. You know, like Ryan said earlier, this is not. I think everybody out there was putting effort in. I just don't think they're good enough. Well, um, we've, we've brought in somebody now who's renowned at getting better well, this, performances this, this, out of analysing that, you know, in Rathbone or Rothbone, I'm not sure yeah, what. Well, this, this, this is the point I was leading to. So in, in the intervening period of time, so this is at the start of the season, when, when I was first saying, just just chill out, it, it's going to come good. And people are saying, no, we could end up going down again. I know we're near the bottom. I don't think we'll go down. I'll tell you why I don't think we'll go down. Because the team that's on the pitch at the minute will look nothing like the one that's on the pitch at the end of the season. 
I'm telling you now, there's no chance that this team is going to, is going to, is the, and the other thing I keep hearing sometimes is, I don't know if you know it, every time I get a programme, we got a picture of a programme yesterday, I keep hearing, we're short of players and we've got a thin squad. Like, we've got about 45 players on the back of the programme. We've got like double the amount of players any other team has got. Then we must be carrying quite an enormous wage bill there with all those players. We've got to get rid of a load. It's, it's going to take time to reset. But I, but Uns was said in his interview yesterday after the game that he hopes to get a couple of players back from injury before the next league game and he hopes to bring a couple of new faces in. So he's saying it again every week. They're, they're looking at players all the time. The Nuttall doesn't look like he's coming. Looks like he wants to hang out for hang on until January and see if he can get a league club. But they've got other players that they're trying to line up. Um, the team's going to change. By the end of this season, we'll be looking much better. We'll have better players. A pattern of play will be better. We'll be winning more games. We'll go into next season much better prepared, having a full pre-season with a decent coach, decent assistant manager, a reserve team set up, a, a, a decent physiotherapist department who's a psychologist. Dave, exactly. have we got a nutritionist as well, oh, by the way? I believe we've got someone who's, who's working part-time and also they've got like this new head of strength and conditioning, haven't they? That Tristan, I can't remember his last name, but he's, he's coming as well. So. I tweeted the other day, I'm so fucking zen. Yeah. We are a it. football club again. Exactly. We've got everything set up, the structure of the club is exactly what we've been asking for. <laughs> it's there. Exactly. Chill out. Andy, you don't but look that zen. But, <laughs> but if you if you lose every game, what what does that that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but how do you how do you flip it? How they lose every game? Yeah, but okay, well, we haven't lost the last two games, first of all. We've drawn them. And how do you flip from from how do you doesn't just flip from like, oh, we've been shit for the last 20 years, we're on this downward trajectory, everything in the club's really bad. You know, it's like if you slam the propellers on a, a ship to put it in reverse, it doesn't just fly back automatically. It takes time to to adjust the momentum and go the other way, and that's what's happening. There's they're investing the money in the right places now, which is in the back room and getting those things right, and then they can start bringing in the right players. To do it the other way around wouldn't yeah. wouldn't achieve results. Yeah, I know you're right. You are right. The only the only thing. Sorry, no, go on. The only thing is, I, and I do agree. But if we if we go if it's you've mentioned ten games it's thirteen games and I know that that's only that's not many more but we have played thirteen or uh, thirteen games if we if we're in this position just a couple of places above the relegation zone in January uh, there is going to be some point where we have to start worrying there is, there really is going to have to be I'm not saying it's now I'm not saying it's ten games in. It might you might not think it's twenty five games in, but at some point we've got to start get getting out of this position. We have to, and at some point, what I'm what I'm trying to say really is that there isn't that much between most of the teams, and stranger things have happened than us going down at the game. Right, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. I, I really don't think it will happen. But stranger things have happened, and unless we get a couple of players in, there's I've seen nothing out of that squad that would tell me that I'm a hundred percent certain that they'd stay up. I don't think they. I don't think they'd go down, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. I'm really not. And 
But what I am happy about is we've tried to bring in Nuttall. We are trying to do the right things. The end result, we didn't get Nuttall to be it, but the process is right. We are trying to get players in. So I'm not as I'm not as far down the line of going mad as a lot of people. I'd just like a little bit more urgency of winning the odd game, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, so would I. Well, I'd like to win all the games. <laughs> but it's it's so it's not about getting Go on, Dave. What were you going to Look say? at Stockport, right? They had a se- two seasons and then they went down because they didn't... Now, don't get me wrong, they are in a different position. They didn't have a ground. But then they tried to do it the right way, getting Gannon in, getting all these players in. And then they, they ended up they ended up dropping... Down. They got Deep Mahamani and he got this big backroom staff, all the reserve team players from bloody City and Liverpool and all that. And they went down and it was 11, 11 years they were down in the National League North. So that we can't say, oh, well, you know, there's four that go down this season rather than two in the, in the Football League. And we're teetering at the moment. So, as, as I said, don't get me wrong, it's great that we're getting all these backroom staffing, but I'm not being funny, John Ebrill can't score goals every week. John Ebrill, you can coach us only so far. We need to start, you know, bringing, bringing players in and moving. Yeah, but we, have to bring all, but we have to bring the back, the, the, the management yeah, know, team has to be in place first, it. doesn't it? And, and they've done know. that. But and we, we're going around in circles. We've already discussed why that that is why this way of doing it is better than just bringing in players at the beginning of the season with a manager who who everybody knows he's not going to finish the season. So you, Unsworth is dealing with players that he didn't bring into the football club, mm. with the exception of John Rooney. Yeah. So, All I'm saying is, we, 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 as Ryan said, if we're in this position in January, it's it's squeaky bum time. Because yeah, it's, but it's not January, is it? No, I'm not. So yeah, why, why, are we all bear, why are we all looking? Why are we all looking ahead to January and worrying about January when when it's October? Because it creeps yeah, up I, on I, you. I, Look at last season. No, but you 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 know that you know you talk. You about, Andy talks about oh, being Dave, zen. Dave, the I'm thing not, about I'm, being I'm zen is that. I'm not having that. I'm not having that, Dave. You, you can't say look at last season. Last season. This yeah, time right, yeah. last season, we still had Keith Curl in charge, and we had, and we had two absolute cretins running the football club with. With with Barry Owen, you know, due to return and start shutting down, it's incomparable in every single way. We, the ground is is owned and accessed by by the by the football club owners. It monetizes itself. It, it you know we, we, we generate more revenue. We've got the right backroom structure in place. We're a proper football club. It's just a nonsense to compare it to last season. And the, and the reason I'm relaxed about it, like I said, we won't. I don't think we'll go down because by the, by the time January, February, March comes. We'll look at entirely different propositions than one we are now because of the way that Unsworth will coach the players and he'll bring new players in. And by the time next season comes, I was saying to a couple of guys as with we, we yesterday, I was doing it partly in jest because it was dire to watch the game. I was like, it's, I think it will take us three years minimum to get out of this league, possibly five. And, and some people some people wince when you say that. They, they want to they hear like now or next season. You're like, mm-hmm. it, might, it might take us longer. But I think once, once we get going, and the reserve teams in there, and 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 the and the academies developing players properly throughout the whole structure of the club, will start to rock it. And I reckon we'll fly through League Two within a year or two, straight into League One. Then we'll be then we'll, then it won't take us long to find our feet in that league. And I was saying to I was saying to the lads next to me when we we're sort of shaking our heads yesterday. I said in ten years' time, when his his lad who's who's like eleven or something, when he's buying us a pint from the bar. Um, in 10 years' time, when we're away at Nottingham Forest in the Championship, I'm going to turn to you and say, do you remember that Maidenhead game? It was rubbish, wasn't it? Because <laughs> I, I just think that once we reset and get going, we will get going. And I've t- you know, we've talked about culture in a club before. Um, 
uh, Ryan was talking about his experience of, of working in a call center. So when it, companies I've worked for, you bring you want to change the culture in the, in the company you work for. You bring in new people. You bring new people in, and you think, well, for two or three new new managers in, that that'll change the culture of the of the business. It don't work like that. The, the people who come into the business adopt the culture that exists within the business. And so you end up, you can change staff like three or four times over, but the culture persists. <laughs> so it well, just this... takes longer to wash that through. So it's, yeah. it's not going to be done overnight. It's going to take... Well, that's what I put a tweet out yesterday, Andy, about wanting to talk about psychology, group psychology, right? Because it's the same as individual psychology, right? And that's, I'm really looking forward to getting Mick Rathbone on this podcast. Absolutely, Some yeah. really good questions and getting stuck into this, right? Because self-sabotage is something that people do, individuals do all the time, right? Things start going well for themselves right? after a period of things being bad for themselves, and, and then they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle that, and they don't want to succeed deep down. They're more comfortable in a position where things where they know what it's like, where, where like, you know, uh, with things being crap. So they self-sabotage, they shoot themselves in the foot. And for me, that behavior of, of the fans that are now turning on these players is an act of self-sabotage. It's like, we, we're kind of comfortable with being shit in a way, deep down. If you search yourself, and there's a psychology involved in this that I'd like, this is what I'd like to, to discover. People get in their comfort zones and... <laughs> People probably listening to this think that's just stupid, but you have to think about why. What? Why are things done? Why are people now managing expectations? Is something we've tried to do on this podcast over the last couple of years. We expected more from our from previous owners. We deserved better. What we were, what, what, where we were going was where we are now, and possibly even lower, or possibly out of existence. So we had to say that. Look, this is not good enough. We expect, we expect more. We demand more. Right? We've got that now, and then certain people are still not happy. So we need to manage that expectation that things are actually a lot better now than they, than they were and that there is hope for the future and that, that things are building and things are going in the right direction. It could, we could be in this division for five or ten years and, and we could miss out on the playoffs or miss out on promotion by a point and be nearly there like Wrexham. Wrexham might not go up this season again, or Notts County again. And, and when you turn around and say, well, what more can they do? It's it's really really tough to get out of, and we have to be ready to accept that that is like you're Ryan. You're saying, well, we 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 don't win matches, people stop coming. I mean, you have to ask yourself why are you a Latics fan? Why do you do it? Because we you have to get ready for non-league football could be here for a long time. Yeah, but that yeah, but if we if we are challenging. And winning games, like I know, it's, I know this is a stupid stat, but we haven't finished in the top half of the division for since George W. Bush was in charge of America, <laughs> right? Now, it's unfortunately for these players, and Corny's got to take a lot of blame for this as well. That it's not just the Abdullah regime; it's been the fans. There's a group of fans. And they've been beaten down. They've been absolutely beaten down. And if you if you hit somebody five times, ten times, fifty times, they don't expect the next time. They think they're going to get hit again. They don't expect to get a pie. Do you know what I mean? It's they, what they expect. They don't expect a gift. They expect to get hit again. So the, the the psychology, I think, is we expect it to be bad. We expect it to be bad because. There's group there's there's Latics fans who've never known anything other than bad. So if you are 18 year old and you've gone watching Latics for 10 years, 
what have you ever, what what you only ever know bad. Do you know what I mean? It's that it's right, it's, but those of us who, but yeah, it is. But like what we did, like what we've done in the last couple of years is we've tried as fans. Some of us have said we're fed up of getting it now, and we've got back up and we started it in back, and we've we've started trying to to change things and demand that things change, and we've been really successful. We've been really successful. We we managed to 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 get the attention of a family who who want to help the football club, and we've gotten rid of a lot of that that a lot of the culture and a lot of the ways of of behaving that have that have got us to this point. And and so now to turn and to forget a, a, of this journey that we've been on is is crazy. It is stupid. We are in a position but, now where things can improve. So let's be patient and let them improve. But also, just I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're right. I'm just going to play devil's advocate, right? Somebody comes into the football club to promise you a better future and you are struggling at the bottom end of the of the National League, right? That and One minute, I, I could see Andy not being happy. Now, I agree with what you're saying about the structure of the club, right? I'm playing devil's advocate. You are somebody who's, who's gone watching the football club for 10 years or whatever. You're 18 year old and all you've known is bobbins and somebody comes in promising you a bright future and you're getting the worst football of all time. Now, I appreciate it's a short-sighted view, but basically there are going to be a bunch of people, not many, but there's going to be a bunch of people that are just going to look at the league table and just go, same old latics, sod that, I'm not bothering coming again. Or, or And that's and that's the, the way they're going to look at it, unfortunately. I was, I was, in, I was in a pub um, just before the game yesterday, and I met two lads, um, latics fans. I, I, I should have got their names, actually, and I could have, could have said it now, but they, they were chatting away to him before the game. And one of them just quite relaxed said to me, yeah, it's hard work. I just want to press the fast forward button. You know, just, I just like, you know, you used to on a VHS, just press the fast forward button and just whiz it on a year. Just, you know, I'll, I'll lose a year of my life or whiz it on. And then I'll see where we are then. And I reckon everyone will be a lot happier. <laughs> and I was like, I, I totally agree with you. Like, he's, he, the point you've just you've just raised that, that and why I was shaking my head is 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 you're right. It's obviously we all agree it's turgid. Yesterday was was an abysmal game of football to watch, but I can put that in context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can I can place it in context that the owners that we've been that that, uh, that are here running the club properly have been in three months. That David Unsworth has only managed four games. That uh, that. That the, the psychologist has only been employed in the last week. <laughs> I, I can put all of that in context and say to myself, it's, it's going to take a while. And then when it when when we're performing better and when we're starting to rise up, up the league system again and competing at the top end, it's going to be a, a hell of a fun ride. And I can't wait for that day. And I'm going to be buzzing when it happens. I'm going to see all, all those grumpy, cantankerous people that I know. I'm just going to hug them when I see them and go, see, I told you it'd get better. And you know what? And you know can what, I, Andy? Can I and you jump don't... in there? Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I, I agree with what you just said there, Andy. It, 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 you are, you're right. But then looking back at what Ryan was saying, and I'm not comparing and I'm not, I'm not saying, but football is a short, it's a short term it's a short-term process for many fans who go and watch it. They want to watch it. They want to win. But if we keep on going down the, this route of where it it will be being like being booed and the, the the booze continue, they just want a short. They just want to go and win a game. That's many many fans. Like don't get me wrong, you're a very intellectual guy, Andy. But some, there's some. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anyone in the Oldham fan base is thick. <laughs> but all they want. To do, 
well, apart there's from evidence, one, there's evidence to the contrary. There's quite a few actually, but they're, they're in the realistic group. Um, all they do is what all they want to do is win, and if we can, and if we do this this process of keep on getting beat, but there's infrastructure in place, it doesn't mean enough for some fans. It, it doesn't, and I get it, I do get it, but some fans, all they want to do is see Oldham score four goals and batter a team, and they don't care about John Ebb. How that's going to happen. Rest, but, and they don't, they don't, and, and and unfortunately, that's what you've got to come up against. And some fans will be, this you know, five years down the line, they won't be there. They won't, they won't continue to watch the watch the team. They, I don't think they will because they, they'll just get bored of it and they'll just think, oh, the crap old them. They've been there. They're an on-league team now. And then when all these, then when all these things that have hopefully put been put in place will start to work, they'll come back, won't they? Well, like, mm, that's what happens. Not and you know, well, well whatever. But other yeah, fans, saying, come, other people, it's not as easy as Look, that, is it? The thing is, is that if 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 um, all these things that these are, these potential like good signs of of um, you know the new board and and the new ownership, if it all looks good, right for now, and then it turns out to be terrible, right, then we'll have to we'll have to turn our sights on that, won't we? We'll have to talk about that. But at this instant, there's no reason to to think that things are are, are bad. Things are so much better than they were. Things are so much better, and people have forgotten that already. I, and I that say, kind of short-sighted... One of the things the more secure. With, the more secure. Well, is secure not better? Well, it depends how people contextualise. People, again, better is, some for some people, results. For other people, it's, you know, a backroom staff with a great infrastructure because people look at things differently because they have different viewpoints. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, that people need, need to try... And broaden their horizons, broaden their viewpoints, think about things from different perspectives. Because otherwise, yeah. you just, you, you know, that's the only way. I'm not, people can do what they want. People can boo if they want. People can do what they want. It's a free country. But I think you have to challenge things when they're counterproductive in the same way that we challenged Abdallah, we challenged the previous board because it was counterproductive for the health of the football club. Okay, then. Right. Fine, I agree with you. I do agree with you, but I'm going to, again, play devil's advocate. If people are challenging other people for clapping it off because their view is they should be challenged, is that counterproductive? Well, it depends how you do it, doesn't it? If people start kicking off in the stands with each other, then, of course, it's counterproductive. If people can have reasoned argument, reasoned conversations, call the phone in on a Wednesday, have a chat with us, chat with other fans, let's talk about it. And let's try and understand why we're doing it, and let's let's try and debate it, right? And we're all playing devil's advocate. I'm calling people stupid to get a bit of a reaction, right? Um, but like, I think I think it is a, it is stupid behaviour to do it at this point. Uh, you made a really good point about the Salford game when things everybody had had enough. The power of fans who are usually so supportive turning it made an made it made an impact, but. You know, and I think with the protests and everything, Abdallah's saying, oh, well, you'd all be happy if we were winning. And someone was saying that on, on Twitter earlier on, of course we'd be happy if we were winning. But there has to be a process of turning that around. The and one do, thing doing that, it sensibly is, is the Yeah, the one thing I want to mention on the um, is that something happened on Twitter where um, Ben Tollett's replied. I thought his response was absolutely excellent. I thought that it wasn't... Um, it wasn't. It was measured. It wasn't. It wasn't abusive. Mm -hmm. um, it was. I thought it was very good. Um, and it, 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 I've got a lot of respect for him for that because he could have. He could have just ignored it. He could have 
bitten in a pretty horrible way. And I thought that the way he spoke, the way what he wrote, I thought was excellent. And I think most fans really would probably, well, not everybody, but most fans are going to agree with it. Um, I don't, I, I don't agree with having a pop at players on Twitter because it just turns into a bit of a mob mob mentality, really. In the end, mm-hmm. um, I think that I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. Um, but it happened, didn't it? Yeah, um, well, exactly the same as Unsworth's interview. Unsworth's interview, I thought, was measured as well. He 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 said he heard some of the disgruntled reaction in, uh, from the fan base because it was a tiny ground and you could you could hear people shouting. Um, and he and he gets it, um, and he, and he gets the frustration, and and he's and he's he's working to to improve things. And he he says that you know a couple of months ago we'd have lost that game. Possibly he's right. Um, and and we're on, you know, we will improve. So I, th- I think I think you're right. I thought Ben Tollett engaging was was mature and and good to see. And I thought Unsworth reading the situation is also pretty good. So you know, look, look what Unsworth said, Andy on, was everyone's on the same page. He's, he's looking, he, Andy. He said he's he's looking at all different departments. So they're looking at working on the defense. They're looking at working on the midfield. They're looking at working on the attacking. He said that we're not getting wide enough. We're not doing this. He's analysing it and he's working on it in detail day to day to day, right? So for one of our fans or any of our fans to just shout, you're shit, right? That doesn't do any good, right? He might be having a shit performance, right? But it, it, there's there's players in all of them. You don't get to, I mean, we've seen like when Mohammed was doing recruitment that some of those players got free rides. God only knows how they ended up at an English football league club, right? But they did. But what we saw against Wrexham, right, that those lads can play, they, they played for 70 minutes of that game. They played football. They played well. They looked like a different team. So they have ability. It's in there. Most of at this level, most of the players that are playing at this level, in my opinion, are playing down at this level because their mental side of their game isn't stuff. They're not switched on enough. They don't concentrate enough. They get too easily distracted, whatever it is. To be Harry Kane, for example, is that model professional. I know we're talking about extremes here, but it's Frank Lampard, right? Players that have got this extreme mental discipline, right? They don't have it at our level. And, but they do have ability because you, you don't get into these kind of leagues unless you've got some kind of ability, right? You can pass it for 10 yards. A lot of the things that you see happening that you think, how the hell do they do that? In training, they'd never do it. <laughs> when it comes to the match and it comes to the, the environment of the stadium and all that kind of stuff, it affects when Rathbone has written a book about performance anxiety and all this kind of stuff. So there's obviously an element of that, I think, within certain players at a certain level of the game, right? So hopefully now we've got somebody who's an expert in there to, to try and change things around. Being criticised, if you, Ryan, I'm sure actually it's a really good example because as a call centre manager, I'm sure you get all kinds of abuse, don't you? Which is like, you know, completely uh, unwarranted, right? Because really you're actually pretty good at your job and it's like, but people take that out and, and vent on you. But you've been in that all, the, all your life. Um, you know, I'm just, you, you're, you're, not, you're not a 21 year old lad or an 18 year old lad going out there trying to do your best. If you were, it would affect you. It would affect your confidence. Yeah. It would affect your performance. But you're mature enough now to be able to handle it. So when you're shouting things like abusive things at kids who are trying to do their best, is it helping them become better or is it making the situation worse? And I would argue it's making the situation worse. I agree. I, I do agree. I do I, I do agree. Fundamentally, I do agree. Um, but... So I do sorry, agree. It's a, it's a lazy argument then to say I've paid my hard-earned money and I can shout what I want. If you support the club, you support the team, 
try and think a little bit deeper than that, yeah? Because that's not really good enough, I don't think. I, yeah, I, 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 I do agree. However, there's also there's, there's another point. You, you, you did say something about, like, go and watch City then or whatever, and I know that that was kind of just a bit flippant. To, yeah, it uh, was, absolutely. However, if fans do vote with the feet, and say, "Tell you what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to abuse." But instead of there being five, however, let's say six thousand season, six thousand through the door next year. There's only two and a half thousand through the door. I mean, I'm, I know I've used an extreme example there of how many will go down. Will will we'll go down? But at some, but if if there's a lot less through the door. We then can't bring players in. We then can't do what we want this to do. Is, this is the classic mentality, though. This is the classic psychology at play here, Ryan, because you're an Oldham fan. You have been for a long time. You are looking at this situation in the worst-case scenarios. You're expecting the worst outcomes. You're not expecting things to get better because you're not used to things getting better. So it's easier for you and other members in the fan base to fall into this default way of thinking that, oh, well, things are good. What if, what if, and start panicking? Well, what if... We finish the season strongly. We have a push for the playoffs. What if we That's bring in some quality signings next season and we start next season amongst the favourites to get promoted? So if you if you adopt that attitude, which me and Andy are trying to adopt, and that's not to say that we don't get pissed off during games and we don't F and Jeff and go, oh, for God's sake, get frustrated at stuff. But we try to adopt that way of thinking because it's a change in the psychology. It's a change in the culture. If you default to the panicking and the booing and ah, and this kind of like everything's terrible, you're just going. That's how things don't change. On the flip side, on the <laughs> on the flip side to that, and it and I, I agree. Push the boundary. The podcast. What they did is they had a go at Abdullah and proved that we could get him out right. If the fans revolt, as in revolt's a strong word, but they have a pop, might look from above it, oh, I tell you what, we might need to inject a little bit of money straight away here because um, there's a there's a, a I saw a quote from somebody and I wish I could I wish I worked on my phone because I'd read it. It was about the the guy from the guy who owns Walmart said um, the the only person in charge is the customer because they can lose everybody in the, the, the job because they can go somewhere else, right? And that's what could happen. I'm not saying it will, but it could. Andy's putting his hand up here. He's not happy with that. Andy, you're on mute, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, f- football fans aren't exactly the same as Walmart customers because I, I'm I'm not going to go and support a, a, you know, another supermarket. It's just not going to happen. So I, I, my supermarket in this analogy is my supermarket and that's it, my life supermarket. I, I can spend less money with it and I can spend more money with it. I, I grant you that much. Um, so, you know, I've not had a season ticket for years, but I've got five season tickets this year for, for me, my mum, my cousin, my kids, the lot, right? But I'll continue to do that so long as I consider that the club is being run properly, which it hasn't been for a long time. I, I, you're right. I, I, we had this conversation, you and I, at Bromley briefly, didn't we, Ryan, about losing losing fans. You're right. If, if we're if we're at, at the bottom for the whole of this season, it's a, it, it's awful. And maybe we don't even start next season that well as well. I, I, I agree that we will lose fans from the numbers. Um and 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 that will be then a challenge for the owners then to to, to find the money to fund it. 
But I, I'm, I'm with Matt. I'm taking the glass half full approach that I don't think it will be like that. I think that we will see incremental um, improvements. I think that next season's squad will be better. I think we'll be competing for the top seven next season. I'm not expecting us to go up even then necessarily, but I think we'll, we'll be much better off. And, and I'm hoping that all of us on this call and all of the people that listen to this podcast every week um, who are diehard, died in the wool, love old Athletic Latics fans, will see the bigger picture and just continue to, to turn up. And then you will see that that, that pays dividends in, in the long run. And I think that, that, that this, this season's, the amount of season tickets we've sold, the attendances that we're having, just shows how much passion and love there is for the club and desire to see it do well. And I don't think that that's going to fall away just because we have, um, you know, in the, in the final stats of the, this season, a fairly mediocre season. I don't think that that would be the case because I think that as long as things are moving in the right direction, people will be able to see the bigger picture. Because like you said yourself, Ryan, it wasn't a vast majority of fans that were booing. But this is the thing. Minorities can be vocal and they can have either a very negative or a very positive effect on things depending on what they're doing. And bad vibes spread. And, you know... It, if it only takes for like you, you know, you were saying about be about it's is it counterproductive to challenge people? Well, if they're booing and then people are count, uh, 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 it, it causes division. It can it has the potential to cause division, and we've spent so much time and effort and energy trying to heal, like uh, the fan base and bring people together and get to this point where we've got local people in. I was at the Oldham Business Awards on um, Friday. Got a uh, offered a guest um, place and I went along right and I stood at the bar. Uh, for quite a long time with Sue and Luke and Darren Royal and drinking and having a good chat and having a and they're just nice people, right? First and foremost, they're just they're just nice people. And we've got people running the club who are nice, who are down to earth, who you can have a chat with at a bar, you know, uh, and, and I, I genuinely believe are, are trying their best um, for the football club. Now, just that alone compared to the people we had in, who we had in previously, is massive, isn't it? Huge. So there's so many positives massive. to take about where we are now compared Huge. to where we were. That that, that booing performances at Maidenhead or Bromley or wherever is a bit short-sighted, and that's. But not not, not only that, as, as as Ryan was saying a minute ago, you know, um, his his suggestion there was the the fans, the customers could put pressure on uh, the, the the owners to spend some money. I don't want them to overspend. They've already saved the football club and dumped millions in. I don't want them to put put us at risk again by having to, you know, have loads of directors' loans that they want to call back. I don't. Want, I want to live within our means, but also, you can't you can't say they haven't. Like I've just said we've got a squad of like four yard players. We've got the biggest squad in this league, I think. When you look at the back of programs, there's so many players. So we're carrying an enormous cost that they're footing the bill for there. Um, Unsworth, Francis Jeffers, John Ebrill, um, Mick, what's his surname? Rathbone, Rathbone, Mick Rathbone. Um, it, it, they're spending money, clearly spending money. They put a, we were paying money for for Nuttall if he was going to come. We we're paying actual real, you know, proper sterling yeah. for a footballer. Like they are spending money, they will spend money, but they'll do it sustainably. And I'm absolutely cool with it. Anyway, since we spent fifty minutes ranting on the same topic, <laughs> we're right near the end. Should we see how Ryan got on and Latte's mind? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dave, have you got your notepad? Definitely. Are you ready? I'm ready. For, for your unofficial, your unofficial Latte's mind. But let's see officially how Mr. Hamer got on.
Who replaced Chris Moore as chairman in 2003? Uh, I can't remember who it was. Sorry, pass. Who did Luke Beckett score on his debut against? MK Dons. Wrong, it was Luton. What colour was Latics away kit in 1992 93? 92 93 was the white, uh, it was either the green, the mad green one or the white and red one. I think 92 93, white and red, I think. No, it's the other way around. Oh, I'll tell you first answer, it's correct. Which local builders' merchants sponsored the main stand for many years? George Hill. Correct. Sure. Which former Latic striker returned as a midfield anchor for a second spell in 2007? Um, Mark Allen. Correct. Which defender was injured in the Isle of Man tournament in 1987 and never played for the club again? Don't know. I was only three. Uh, Gary Hooligan. Actually, a good out of the past. During the summer of 1992, Rick Holden was sold to Man City in a record player plus cash deal, totaling £1.2 million. Which two players came the other way? Uh, Redmond and Poynton. Correct. In our 2012-13 FA Cup run, Matt Darbish has scored a brace in our 3-1 second round win against Doncaster. Who scored the other goal? Uh, um, Dean Furman. Wrong. Reese Wabara. So, we're finished. Let's top them up. You got one, two, three, four, correct? It's a decent effort. And your passes. Uh, I think there were two passes in there. So who replaced Chris Moore as chairman in 2003? It was Barry Chaitel. That's what I was going to say as well. That's annoying. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the the one that I, I gave you the answer during it, but actually was technically a pass, was Gary Hulikin was the player who never played again after injuring himself in 1987. So four correct, two passes. It's not a bad effort. Middle of the road. Paddy stays top. How did you get on, Dave? Uh, I got five. I got well, three. I think I, I'm not sure about that Luke Beckett one because I thought he came on the eve of the Bradford game um, with Ronnie Moore and he scored his first goal then. But I, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But I, I thought it was Bradford that he scored his first goal against. Well, well we can check that. Oracle, Oracle says otherwise. Yeah, Paul, well, Paul, yeah, Paul Brennan normally isn't wrong. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm not. You know. He's, that was that was quite funny, Ryan. With your, it was red and white. No, it was green. Uh, red, red. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I caught up because I I knew the Barry Chato one, but the first as soon as it beeped and then I got the first question, and I caught and I knew that one and I caught that one up. Uh, I didn't really. I was kind of uh, a bit gutted. Really, should have done better. Uh, should have got six. Really. Never mind. Every as every week passes, uh, Paddy's performance just looks more and more impressive. Cool I'm, as a cucumber. I'm quite happy because one week I would, one week when I've done this I would have beat him and then one week I've got I would have got none so I was a bit <laughs> I was a, I was quite happy that I at least got four. Yeah, no, the four is decent. I mean, you start putting it into context now because it's uh, it's all about the uh, it's like when the whistle goes, isn't it? You know the the, the pressure. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So been a bit, a bit, bit of a bit of a grueler this one, hasn't it? This week we've uh, we've got stuck into some stuff <laughs> there that I think I think needed talking about. To be honest with you, um, if I've offended anyone, well, uh, that that's your problem, not mine. Um, feel free to come on and talk to me about it. Um, that's 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 what it's all about, isn't it? Um, I haven't named, I haven't signaled singled anybody out by calling them stupid, but um, you know, I, I think it's counterproductive. Um, and I think that we've got to be looking a bit further beyond that, really, um, as we've all, well, myself and Andy have articulated. I think you're playing devil's advocate very well, I must say, Ryan. Uh, you, that was good. That, that was, I think that, but that's the thing. I mean, I think you've got to be able to sort of like go back and forth and, 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 and look at things from different points of view, aren't you? And play devil's advocate with yourself and say, well, maybe I think this way. What about if I thought, if I thought the other way? Question yourself, question things. We can boo me off if you want and then see if I come on again with a be- <laughs> better than I would the next time. I think that would be a little bit hypocritical of me if I was to boo you off, uh, Ryan. And I don't feel there's any reason to boo you off. I think you've performed well. Uh, wow. So I'm going to give you a round of applause. Oh, thank you very much. Happy <laughs> clapping off. Happy clapping <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So uh, thanks for coming on, everybody. It's been very nice talking to you all. Cheers. Uh, and yep. uh, don't Cheers, forget bye. to come and tune in to the phone in on Wednesday. If you feel like you've not quite said everything, Ryan, feel free to phone up. Thursday, sorry. Thursday. It's Thursdays now. Yeah, you're chopping and changing. Uh, go on, Andy. Andy's See you, mate. Ready. Andy wants to skip there. He's ready to go. See you, mate. See you, fellas. Um, and yeah, like I said, thanks, lads. Appreciate your time. Um, FA Cup on Saturday. Against Chester, I, I'm I'm not going to be around. I'm away. I'm going on holiday. But um, what what do you make of that, Ryan? Is it a, a good draw? I think really considering the the round that we're somebody in, we should be somebody. We should be. I always think with the FA Cup, I just want us to go as far as we should. As in teams below us, we need to beat. And then if we get somebody, if we get somebody in League Two, then we should go out. So you just go as far as you should do. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, agreed. They're going to bring a few, aren't they, Chester? I think it's as, as, as good a draw, a Northwest draw. You know, I think it'd be a good little revenue spinner for the club, which is obviously good. Um, should be a, it should be a good game, good atmosphere, I reckon. Somebody said that they're looking at bringing about 2,000 yesterday. So, yeah, well, uh, Friday night, Darren said that he expected about 1,200 of them, which either way, it's still a good following, isn't it? So, yeah. um, hopefully, we can get into the first round proper and then avoid some of the more difficult ties and. Get a big team like Rochdale. (laughs) (laughs) I will boo you off if you carry on with that sort of thing. (laughs) Right. Nice one, lads. The Boundary Park Alert System is hosted and produced weekly by Matt Dean, Andy Halliwell and Dave Bradley for QPod Productions. A huge thank you goes to all those people who already subscribed to the podcast. We appreciate you all and thank you for helping us out. If you'd like to help us out, please visit oafcpodcast.co.uk and click support or find the link in the show notes. It's only $2.99 a month and we'll draw a subscriber at random every month to win an autumn athletic shirt of your choice.
please follow and interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OAFC Podcast. And subscribe to youtube.com forward slash the Boundary Park Alert System, where you will find the Latics Football Phony with myself and Dave Bradley live every Wednesday from 8.30 till 9.30 p.m. We'd like to thank Arlene Finnegan for writing our excellent weekly blog, which we encourage you to read on our website every Saturday morning. Thanks also go to Paul Prentergast for providing us with all the Latics Man questions. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion. And for more information, visit bandcamp.com forward slash red laser records. You can help change the game by listening to us on the Fan Hub app along with all major podcast platforms. But please like, subscribe and review the pod to help us climb the rankings and to gain more listeners. OASF.co.uk and pushtheboundary.co.uk are where you'll find out more information about our official FSA affiliated supporter groups and continue to raise money for the 1895 fund. Thank you for listening and if you'd like to be a guest or contribute to the show we'd love to hear from you. 